0: Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge God In, to your mind, your will, and those squirrely emotions. How's it going out there for you in nurse school? Have any triggers that have tossed you into Animal Planet lately? Or perhaps you're forgetting your worth and value today. Perhaps you're tuning in someone's Shared the Edge God in podcast with you, and this is your first time joining us today. Either way, there is no mistake that you're here for today's topic. The title for today's topic is, is a big choice: your might or God's power. Each day, you have a very powerful choice before you to do life, your tasks, your to-do lists, your works or the works that you feel God has called you to do by your own efforts or by God's strength to choose what you want to do or to ask what God wants for you today. And your choice, my friend, will make all the difference when it comes to your sense of inner peace and purpose. This is our conversation today. Edgecot In, our mission is to champion your human potential in Christ. It is the voice of the Emotional Intelligence in Christ project. The definition for emotional intelligence in Christ is the activation of the Holy Spirit within you to help you. We need help doing life, particularly when it comes to our emotions. How aware are we of our emotions? How well do we manage our emotions? How aware are we of other people's emotions? And how well do we manage other people's emotions? This is a job for Jesus. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the activation of the Holy Spirit within us, the strength, the power, the knowledge, the ability comes from the Holy Spirit to help us to discern and manage our personal emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. If you're not a part of our community, we invite you to join us at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. You'll find many learning systems there, and the purpose of these learning systems is to lead you to an encounter with God's love, first and foremost, through Jesus, so that the Holy Spirit can empower you with the ability to discern and manage your emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God. So visit us at Emotional Intelligence in You can explore the different options, invite the Holy Spirit to guide you with that. There are two assessments uh, that no charge, two assessments to um, learn a little bit more about yourself at intelligence in If you're curious for more, you can explore the book, the six week study guide, Bible study guide around emotion, around your emotions and learning how with the Holy Spirit to become the boss of them, or the course. All of our podcasts are housed at edgegodin.com, along with a one sheet to capture your learnings. And the one sheet is intentionally created to help you to best learn, apply, and sustain what it is that the Holy Spirit is going to move you to remember today. So with that said, with any new learning, you actually can participate and increase the odds of retention by simply inviting the Holy Spirit, hey, Holy Spirit, show me what's for me today. I'm spending this time listening to this podcast. There's something for me. Help me to pause, to, to I give you permission to bump me when something is said or a verse is read that you want me to apply to my life, to help me to make a better choice, to help me to make the best choice to do life with your power versus my might. So Holy Spirit, we invite you into today's topic. This is a good one, Lord. And it's one that requires that we pause the noise around us and lean in. So give us the grace to be present, to be still, and to learn from your Holy Scriptures how to do this life with your strength and might rather than in our own might, which often leaves us very frustrated and anxious and floating about without an anchor be our anchor today lord bring us back bring us back to what you want us to do how you want us to do it where you want us to do it and with your strength in and through us to accomplish it we ask all of this in your most precious name in the name of the father son holy spirit amen so again my friends our topic is entitled, A Big Choice, Your Might or God's Power. Think back over the last two weeks, just for a moment, and think about the different tasks that you set out to accomplish. Perhaps a task was to have a specific crucial conversation with someone or to complete a project, or move a project forward, move the needle forward. Perhaps the task was to ensure that your kids are in a a great environment and they're having a positive learning experience. Whatever it is, just take a moment to reflect on what you chose to spend your time doing. Next, Reflect on how much of what you did, you did by your own strength and might, muscling through it. And how much of what you did, you invited the power of God's strength within you to guide you doing it and to give you the strength to accomplish it, whatever it was. With each new day, my friends, we have this choice Am I going to work and do life? With my own might, my own wisdom, what I think I think God wants me to do, and so I muscle my way into it, or am I allowing the power of Christ within me to give me the gift stop to remember, ah, that's right, I am Christ's ambassador here in this world, and he is making his appeal through me for his glory, and whatever he calls me to... He's faithful and he'll give me the strength to do it. And I really take a look at your motives as to why you're doing what you're doing, why you're spending time. In fact, take a sheet of paper, write down just your tasks for February. We're entering February. Whatever month it is that you're listening to this, for the next couple of weeks, what is it that's on your to-do list? And then ask yourself, what's my motivation? as to why i'm choosing to do this specific activity i'm choosing to spend my time my attention my focus doing this so that what if our so that doesn't is not followed by so that i glorify god then it's an invitation to course correct, shift, come back to God. Do you want me to spend my time doing this? There have been so many times with what the ministry that that God has placed upon my heart where I've stopped and said, why am I doing this, God? What's the motivation behind this? And if I couldn't come back to that space, well, this is to glorify you for the sake of salvation of souls, then it's pruning for growth time. Because we only have so much time, and, and time is... Definitely urgent these days. We don't know when Jesus is coming back, but I can say that things are getting pretty dark out there. And when you read the scriptures, you can see lots of signs of things that are going on. So, we've, so all the more, let us be very intentional about what we're choosing to do and why we're doing it. What is our motivation behind it? This is that so that, those two words. I'm choosing to spend my time doing this so that. I empower my children to know that with God, all things are possible. I am doing this so that I can plant seeds in the leadership position that God has placed me in to glorify God. I'm doing this so that I learn what it means to be humble. So that I develop patience in my life to glorify God. Bring back what you're doing. This is a gift stop podcast to really step off the stage of you doing life and really take a good hard look as to why you're doing what you're doing. I heard an awesome teaching from Joyce Myers this week, and I actually took some notes on this because it really landed with a lot of what I coach on and and work with clients on. But the motivation behind how you spend your time, attention, and focus is a great reflection in that it will reveal to you whether or not you're moving from your own might and power or God's might and power and God's plan for you. We've got two different areas that we're working with. Now, the the teaching from Joyce Meyer, she focused on what's referred to as dead works, and the scriptures talk about dead works, and dead works are simply work that is done by your own efforts, and it comes to nothing. We get frustrated, we'll push ahead, um, we'll get anxious if we don't hear back when when we think we should hear back. Um, These are works that are done by our own efforts, and they truly do come to nothing. Let us remember, we're created to do life with the strength of God within us, not our own strength. And we'll talk about five scriptures that back that up. So one of the areas is God's timing. Dead works, um, those are those works that will come to nothing, and we have so much frustration around it. So that's why I invite you to truly take some time to make a list on everything that you're doing in your life and to see if it's dead works, meaning are you doing this by your own efforts? And finish the statement, I'm choosing to spend my time to do this specific thing so that if it doesn't swing back to glorify God with the gifts and talents he's given me, to bring glory to God, to to learn the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. My latest word that I think I shared on the last podcast that God placed on my heart is forbearance, patient tolerance. Uh, My husband's wired very differently than I am. And so that's the word that God gave me. Hey, how do you want me to do my relationship with my spouse? And forbearance came in. And I never even used that word before, but looked it up. And that that was from our last podcast, that um, God still speaks, and that he does speak to us very profoundly. So coming back to this focus on the dead works, it's being out of God's timing, and it's a dead work, because it's out of God's timing, and what God orders in our life. He pays for whatever he orders. God always does. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. In First Thessalonians chapter 5, it's the last chapter that Paul writes, and he's speaking about the coming of the Lord again, and he's preparing the people. The last verses that he uses are specific behaviors that he wants us to really focus on in these end times. One, starting at verse 13, live at peace with each other. If you're frustrated and you're anxious, those are dead works in your relationships. You're, 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 you're muscling out. The image that, that uh, Joyce gave in one of the teachings on dead works was a peach tree. And just imagine a peach tree just bearing down, just trying to squeeze out a peach. <laughs> you never see that, right? The peach is grounded in the life force that the actual fruit is attached to the vine. And the nutrients and everything needed is just waiting for the fruit to be produced because it has confidence that if if it's grounded with good soil and sun and all of that, then the, the resources will be supplied to produce the fruit of the peach. You never see a peach tree struggling in frustration. Yet we struggle all the time trying to produce fruit, Right? So if we have that anxiety and and stress, really take a good look at at your walk right now, professionally and personally, how much anxiety are you experiencing? And then take a look at, are you remaining in the vine? John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branch. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. We can do nothing, jack squat by ourselves. However, when we remain in the vine, we do have peace. I'll often say this. And I found this to be true in my 56 years of life. Any time that I am in God's guidance and might and strength and power, peace always comes. Always comes. I I was reminded this morning of when I first was, uh, it was laid out for me back in 2006. I just had a flashback this morning of sitting in the office with the oncologist and him basically laying out, Hey, over the next two years, you'll have, you know, Chemo for two years, additional three years, experimental chemo, which was six weeks of daily radiation. I didn't know at the time, but I ended up having 14 surgeries in under two years because of third degree burns of the experimental chemo and the radiation on my front. They had to graft my back on my front and a bunch of different, um, in addition to the radiation and the chemo, there were some other experimental things that they were they were trying out at the time and trying to get me five years at 38 years old with three young children. Uh, who were 8, 10, and 12 at the time. I spent time trying to do that, to do that challenge in my own efforts. And very, very quickly, I came to the end of myself. Because it came, the, the cancer, I was diagnosed with cancer one week prior to my final divorce court date. So it was the double whammy. And I tried to muscle my way through many times. And I learned very, very quickly that the quicker I could surrender all of my works through that, every single thought, every breath, every uh, desired outcome, I I learned very quickly that without Christ, I can do nothing. And I am left with frustration, fear, self-doubt, and worry. And that changes my entire personality and how I'm showing up because I'm moving from my flesh versus my spirit. So my peace is gone. And it started in that room with my oncologist when he was laying out all of this stuff. I remember I started getting dizzy thinking about doing this, right? How am I going to do this on top of going through a divorce was my thought And I remember Jesus just crashed that thought form very quickly and says, you cannot do this. And I can. Your strength to be able to conquer this lies in your ability to remain in me. Remain, remain, remain. And I will give you victory. And over those five years, I toggled back and forth, giving my flesh more permission to guide my spirit. And the frustration, the fear, the anxiety, the worry would increase. And that was kind of like the red flag. Oh, I'm doing dead works here because I'm doing it by my own effort. And then I would come back to that place of on my knees in humility, saying, I can do nothing, nothing without your strength within me. And then my strength was renewed and my plans would succeed. Proverbs 16, three. Commit your plans to the Lord and they will succeed. So I learned really quickly. I I kind of Uh, joked around with the Lord at times thinking, wow, this is a great built-in alarm system, Lord, because as soon as I'm in my flesh and dead works, anxiety increases and frustration and stress. So then I know, oh, I'm taking the wheel. And so I would come back to that place of humility. I could do nothing without you, Lord. Your power is made perfect in my weakness. And so what is it for you today? Perhaps it is something physical that you're, you just got a diagnosis Um, perhaps it's a relationship that's not working out the way you want it to come back to shifting where your source of might and power is in and of ourselves. We can do nothing. My friends, those are dead works. They come to nothing, but with Christ, all things are possible. And he gives us the strength, whatever he calls us to, he will give us the strength. When I, I remember sitting there was the oncologist was, uh, laying out all of this uh, stuff, and he said, "You know, within two weeks, when we start the the Red Devil chemo, your hair will fall out." And I had a thick, long head of hair and tongue, eyebrow, thick eyebrows, eyelashes gone, and in in two weeks, and I started to panic. And then I would hear the Lord say, "Stay close, stay close, come back, come back." And I would say, "I can't do this," and you can. You can, you can. So it was a real earth school class in getting over myself and my own efforts and constantly living every single breath um, for Christ and for his glory. And that's where my victory was. So when I shifted, even in that room, um, I said, Lord, I know you'll take care of me. In walks as my nurse. So I didn't know who my nurses were going to be, but my two nurses ended up being being two people that I had met 10 years ago that were friends of mine, we lost touch and they were my nurses through the entire experience and all the treatment of the cancer. So God already was ahead of me. And and that's, that's being in God's timing. So as I surrendered and said, I know you'll take care of me, in walks, he's like, yes, I will. And in walks two of my friends that happen to be my nurses because they're connected to that oncologist that I got a reference from New York on this oncologist in, uh, and in Colorado. I mean, God's the best multi-level marketer I've ever met. And he takes care of us, whatever he orders, he does. So again, we have a choice today, just like I had back then, just like I have today, just like you have today. Are you doing life by your own efforts, or are you doing it by the strength and power of Christ within you? So as we continue reading in First Thessalonians, we see this list of, hey, Paul's like, Jesus is coming back. So we gotta we got to train up here. We got to live in peace with each other, verse 13. And we urge you, brothers, warn those who are idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to be kind to each other and to everyone else. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. Avoid every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, remember he's the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you to all of this. And this is part of your first school practice. In addition to writing down everything you're doing and asking yourself, what are my motives to do this? And if you come across things that are, self-glorifying versus god-glorifying figure out a way to prune delete so that you can expand the things of god the second invitation for homework practice in the lord from this podcast is to read 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 12 through 24 focus on all of those asks of paul And to realize when you chunk down each one, be joyful always. Are you kidding me? What happens when things don't turn out the way I want them to? Give thanks in all circumstances? Well, how do I do that in the midst of divorce and advanced cancer? For this is God's will for me. Be kind to everyone. Avoid every kind of evil. I can't do this. And so whatever it is that God's calling you to, this is a promise we have, my friends. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Drop the mic. He's calling you to this. He's calling me to this. And whatever the scriptures say, that's he's calling us to that as well. And he will also do it. Another verse to keep in mind here is Zechariah 4, 6. And this is a verse that I actually put on a big poster board. Perhaps you've heard me mention this before. I had a few of those when I was going through the advanced cancer and divorce, and would declare it just so I could see the word of God. There's another verse that says, those who meditate on the word of God day and night will be prosperous. It's true. God shows up. The word of God is life and truth. He is the way, the truth, the life. The word of God comes alive within us and gives us that uh, remembrance of what our soul always knows. Hey, don't do life by your own efforts. It won't turn out good. (laughs) and perhaps you're there, my friend, today, and you're like, nothing's working out for me. Well, you're doing it by your own might, or is it God's power? And many times it's a surrendering. I didn't want to lose my hair. I didn't want to lose my breasts. I didn't want to lose my marriage. And yet God used all of that to bring about a greater good within my soul. That's what God does, and he'll do it for you. He will do it for you. So Jer- So, Zechariah 4, 6 was one of those verses. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. This is one to store in your heart. When you feel the frustration coming up saying, "Hope, hold up, not by my might, not by my power, but Jesus, I choose your spirit, your strength, your power, your might within me. Because I can't do this day without you. I can't do these tasks without you. And I don't want to because I want you to be victorious through me. And I know that's my greatest peace, and that is my purpose. Jeremiah 2.13 is another verse when we're talking about not doing it by our own life, by our own might, by doing it by God's power. And Jeremiah 2.13, and Joyce Myers had, had camped on this one as well, says, my people have committed two sins. One, they've forsaken me. And two, the springs of living water he is the spring of living water and two, they've dug their own cisterns and by the way, they're broken cisterns that can't hold water. So let's take that metaphorically. What cistern are you digging? because if it's by your own effort, it will not hold water, my friends. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what cistern have I have I dug that is not holding water and it's frustrating me that you want me to just release to you and course correct? What is that for me today? So come back to God, because that's the first sin talked about in Jeremiah 2.13. My people have committed two sins, forsaking me, doing life by their own works, rather than by my strength and power and guidance and wisdom within them. So watch out for those two. And these verses, by the way, will be listed under the podcast at edgegodin.com. a big choice, your might or God's power. I mentioned Proverbs 16, 3, because this is a powerful one. Commit your plans to the Lord and they will succeed. That's a promise. Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, the one who calls you is faithful. So he calls you to, to commit your plans to him today. He did that for me when I was going through the cancer. It started out with showing me that, hey, I pulled in some troops to be with you and walk with you. Two of your friends, by the way, that you lost touch with 10 years ago, and here they are. And not only that, while you're going through the cancer, about a year in, I'm going to bring back someone you had a crush on when you were in college. Yeah, I'm going to bring him back into your life to walk with you through this. Even though you're bald and breathless I'm going to choose him to walk with you. And then you will be restored and he will be your spouse, and that's my husband. I met him a year into the the treatment, bald and breastless, and I laid it out before him and said, "Hey, I'm, I'm bald, breastless, three kids, divorced a year ago, going through advanced cancer, and I like you. Is that a deal breaker?" And he, we were our first date. We were at a sushi bar, and he kind of looked at me and said, "Your wig is awesome, and don't worry about it. I'm a leg and butt man." So we dated three and a half years or just just under 3 years and have been married uh almost 15 years now. And so God restores when we surrender ourselves to him. I didn't think I'd live 5 years let alone love again, right? And it comes in that surrendering of, hey, who's going to want to, who's going to want to date a woman who's pulled in braces and three young children and has advanced cancer doesn't even know if she's going to live more than 5 years. Uh God has plans to override that, <laughs> so I'm grateful I'm still alive, my friends, to remind you that God does amazing work as we surrender ourselves to Him and His might and His His power within us. Galatians three three is another verse, and and actually I pulled I pulled a, a, a translation from the Complete Jewish Bible because I thought this was a, a pretty fun translation from Galatians three three. The NIV translation is something like, um, are you so foolish after beginning with the spirit? Are you now trying to attain your goals by human effort? The complete Jewish Bible translation is, are you so stupid? Having begun with the spirit's power, do you think you can reach your goal under your own power? So if you're going to camp on any verse, (laughs) that's a good one. Are you so stupid? Having begun with the Spirit's power, you have felt the power of God within you. There have been times in life when things have happened and you just stand in awe. The fact I'm even on this podcast today, I stand in awe. I was given five years to live when I was 38 years old. I'm 56. It's the power of God, his plan for us. And so why would we? That is stupid. Why would we try to do life by our own efforts? We get frustration, anxiety, all of that. It holds us back from victory in life. And then 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in your weakness. This was another one that spoke to me very loudly when I lost my physical appearance as well as my marriage. His grace is sufficient I can attest to that personally, that his grace is sufficient. His power within you is made perfect in your weaknesses. In fact, the weaker I got, as I mentioned before, the first book God moved me to write is called Hearing His Whisper. With every storm Jesus comes to, the weaker I got, the stronger and and more powerful God became within me because I got out of the way. The flesh screams, my friends, and the spirit whispers. But as we silence the noise, as we learned in last podcast, on hearing the voice of God, that God still speaks, he will speak, and his power will be made perfect in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.9. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, that's the one that we started this out with. And I want to just bring that in because that's like that's the bow that holds it all together. All of these things going through whatever you're going through today, whatever you're facing today that perhaps is causing you anxiety or stress. Stress is the power we give to outside circumstance to define our worth, our value, and what we believe we're capable of handling successfully when we embrace the fact. That in Christ, with Christ, through Christ, we can do all things. That I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians four thirteen, all things, and the one who calls you to peace. And we read this in First, Th- First Thessalonians chapter five. Um, Be patient with everyone. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. How can we do that? My goodness, I don't know what you're going through today, but on a daily basis, every day, this is possible for us to be joyful always. And I can attest that this is true. I've had the blessing to interview Johnny Erickson Tata um, from Johnny and Friends. If you're not familiar with her ministry, highly recommend you check it out. She was paralyzed at 17 by by kind of a freak um, accident in the Chesapeake Bay, where she snapped her neck and was paralyzed from the neck down. And she has one of the largest ministries for people with disabilities globally. And she was on uh, Edge Got In in the series called Don't Waste Your Suffering. And then she recently wrote a book, Practicing the Presence of Jesus. That's very powerful. But one of the things that she said was that when she is weak, which is daily, physically speaking, her strength comes from God. She lifts every breath to God, consecrates every breath to God, even when the pain is so intense. She knows that Jesus within her can do it, whatever it is for that day. And so it's remembering whose we are and the strength that lives within us, and to do life with God's power and might and our task, with God's power and might and guidance, rather than our own might and power within us. I don't know about you. Discernment is key these days. It's it's getting dark out there. And so to hold on to good and avoid every kind of evil, part of that requires discernment. Jesus, protect me from being deceived because there are many voices out there. You want the truth from Christ and he calls you to truth. So he will give it to you. So it again in what you're doing in your life your tasks, what you're spending your time doing, are you seeking God's discernment? Do you want me to do this? And this was something that in Joyce Meyer's teaching, uh, she had mentioned, watch out for good works you do with wrong motives. And and really that thought of like, why do we do something? Why we do something is more important than what we actually do. Why am I doing this? So when you make that list, ask yourself that question, this is what I'm doing, Why am I doing this? What is the motivation behind it? Am I doing this to get with the right crowd? Am I doing this because I'm nosy and I don't want to miss out on things? Am I choosing to spend my time doing this because I want people to think of me as intelligent? Or, um, Lord, reveal my motives. Don't do things, God. Don't do those things that that you know God doesn't want you to do. Right with the wrong motives. If what you do is to be seen. You lose your reward, but if you do what you do for God's glory, that's when God sees you and blesses you abundantly. We care way too much about what people think of us, so be free from from the thought of, of trying to impress other people because that's That's a lot of our motivation as to why we do what we do. And and it's a great opportunity to just write down everything you're doing and see if that little phrase, am I doing this to impress people? Am I doing this to impress people? See where that shows up in your life. And we're never truly free, as Joyce Myers says, until we stop trying to impress people. Don't try to do things that only God can do. It is a waste of time. So come back today. This is an invitation to come back. You have a big choice before you today. Every day, with a gift of each new day, and every day is a gift. Every day is a gift. You have a choice, just like I had a choice. I I literally thought I was going to die sitting in that room. And I was reflecting on that this morning when he was laying out, my oncologist was laying out what I was going to be going through, physically speaking, and the emotions that go along with it. I thought I would die. There's no way I could do that. In fact, I wanted to at times. I asked God to just take me because I couldn't bear to see the pain in my children having to watch everything they were going through with the divorce and watching their mom fight for her life. There were so many times I, I just said, Lord, just take me. I don't have the strength to do this. And Jesus, right away, there was no lag time, said, you do not have the strength. I do. Lean more into me. Lean more into me. And that's what he's inviting you to do today. Lean more into me. Stop digging your own cistern. It will not hold the water. Come back to God and do what you do with his strength, his might, his power. Reflect on your motivations. Step away from needing to impress people. This little verse I have right next to my desk says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than people. Colossians 3.23. Lord, we're going to pray a, a courageous prayer this morning. We give you permission to remove everything in our life, burn away everything in our life that we are doing that is not what you want us to do. We give you permission to course correct us. Even if it gets really uncomfortable, we get really frustrated, we get fearful, we get anxious. Help us to know what you want us to step away from and what you want us to step into in terms of our time, attention, and focus. It's getting dark out there, Lord. And we want to do everything that we are doing, every breath we breathe, every heartbeat we want to consecrate to you for your glory. Help us to be seed planters to know our number one calling is to be disciples, your ambassador. Give us emotional intelligence in Christ. Activate the Holy Spirit within us to help us to discern and manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors you by loving others well, as Jesus did. And thank you, Jesus, that whatever you order, Father God, you're faithful and you will do it. You call us to be <laughs> sanctified. You, you, you call us to be blameless in our spirit, soul, and body until the coming of your Son, Jesus Christ. We cannot do that, Lord, unless you empower us within to do it. So give us the grace to prune for growth. So that we have more time to focus on what you want us to do with your power, with your might, and accomplish your good works today. More today than yesterday, Lord. Bless everyone on this call and give them the grace to release those things on their to-do list and to reframe the work that they're doing in life and anchor it in you. For your glory, your purpose and the peace you desire to give them. Give us the strength to be joyful. always pray continually to give thanks in all circumstances, because this is your will for us. And we need your strength and your might to do it every day. In your most precious name, we pray in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, my friends, give them heaven out there. There's enough of the dark side going on. I invite you to re-listen to this podcast and truly take time to make that list of what you're doing and then ask yourself the coaching question, what is my motivation behind what I'm doing here? And if it's not to glorify God, if it's not according to God's will for you to strengthen the people around you and plant seeds and to be an example and a witness for his life as his ambassador, delete and make more space for the beautiful plan that God has for you. God bless you. I look forward to our next podcast together.